Hey, everybody. Welcome to the OHVA podcast. It is Mr. Jeremy England, one of four music teachers at OHVA. And I am joined, as always, across the airwaves by uh, another music teacher, Mrs. Daphne Check. How are you doing today, Ms. Check? Oh, I'm awful. Everything's awful and terrible. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, my. It's like it's Friday. Come on. I know. I just, I just felt like it was time to change it up a little bit. Wow. I mean, to throw you off your game. Wow. I yeah. I, I was not expecting. I was not I, expecting I, that. I thought so. You got real quiet there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if we were going to do some like on air uh, counseling sessions. but Which I'm not opposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. saying. We might need to <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> and so this is week 12 of our podcast, which is uh, pretty cool. I think we've done 12 and a half episodes together. So. You know, pat on, pat on our back. Pat on our back. for us. I know. How did we do this? I don't know. Magic. And this is this was a brainchild just yesterday. I thought, but yeah, feels like it. So <laughs> this this day that this episode will release, if you're listening to it on the day it releases or afterwards, is November 11th, a uh, Veterans Day, which is Veterans Day every year, the 11th of 2019. So. Uh, just a couple of quick points. We should not confuse this with Memorial Day. Just as my, my public veteran announcement, if we will, Veterans Day is for anybody who has served. Memorial Day is for those who have died serving our country. So a little fact there for you. And do a you, very important distinction. A pretty important distinction, yeah. <laughs> do you know the origin of the 11th? Do you know what the story is behind having this on the 11th? You know, I never really did. Um, I think I heard it once upon a time, but up, up until I reread the show notes, I, I really didn't recall any uh, recall this. Is this something you knew um, just being a veteran? Well, I yeah, I know it uh, not because I'm a veteran, but because I've been asked to speak as a veteran, so I looked it up. So that's, oh, that's excellent. Yeah, it's just it's because the end of World War One, which was called the Great War. So here you're about to get a little history before we do music. Uh, the First World War was supposed to be the wars to end all wars. It was called the Great War. And we obviously know that's not true because we had World War Two and then the Cold War, you know, so uh, but when it ended Armistice Day, right? Or Armistice Day which was with Germany, which was the ceasefire, all major operations would cease. That would took place and in, went into effect on the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour. So that would be 11 a.m. on November 11th. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I guess it's unfortunately for like history buffs, it's not on the 11th year. It was in 1918, but uh, that was the end of the First World War that we decided to cease all operations. Therefore, it was called Armistice Day, the end of operations, and then got renamed to Veterans Day in America in, I think, 1954. So there you go. Wow. That's really cool. It's, it's cool how that lined up. Yeah, a little history. And I think part of it is they just want to make it easy for people to um, remember, not in the future, maybe in the future, but, you know, like, across all the world that that's the day we're stopping fighting so there's not like much question which is always bizarre to me that we pick a date like you've decided you're going to end the war and they pick a date and a time in the future but that's because like all the information has to be disseminated across 
all these major conflicts, especially in 1911 when it was just, or 1918 when there wasn't like internet, you know, so it took time yeah. for, for to get out there. So we celebrate it today as Veterans Day. So there you go. Little, little, little cross-curricular there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I put it in my uh, teacher evaluation. So. <laughs> I was just going to say nod to all of our history teachers at OHVA who will promptly be emailing us, giving us more detailed information. Yeah. We are expecting those emails, y'all. It Get is. And I would say that I'm pretty happy it's not going to be corrected information, I hope. I'm pretty confident on this, but additional information. Because there have been plenty of times where I'm sure we've needed to be corrected. So <laughs> I'm hoping this plenty is not one of those times. dozens upon dozens, Mr. England. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, I, you're wondering why are we talking about Veterans Day. Not only is it the day that this episode is coming out on, but as a result of that, we had this great idea to talk about military music on the on Veterans Day because music uh, is a lot uh, sorry there is a lot of important music in the military and music plays a very important role in the military so I said let's look at the characteristics a little bit of history and some of the instruments that are used in military music yeah yeah definitely yeah and this should be right up your alley I, us together I am a singer by training but I grew up playing trumpet so uh, and you're a percussionist so this is a very uh we owe a lot of important music of our um our genres our instruments our families to military music Oh yeah absolutely and especially and we'll get talking about this but because I have an extensive history in marching band so um yeah we'll get into that but I even though I am not personally a veteran, um, I feel very connected to this music a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a lot more uh, prevalent than we probably realize or just think about. So, uh, let's talk about music and the military. So, you um, you said you're not a veteran. I am a veteran, so uh, I can speak a little bit to how I experienced music in the army because it was Absolutely. everywhere. It was everywhere, and it helped a lot with a lot of different things. But um, I'll start off by saying this, and this is not a recruitment pitch because I'm probably the last person to recruit somebody to the military. But you can join the military as a musician. My grandpa actually was in the Navy as a tuba player, um, and I uh, went to basic training with some people who were going to play saxophone in the band. There's full – everybody you see that's in an Army, Marine, Air Force, Navy band – uh, Coast Guard band, they're all active members of the military. They went through basic training. They learned how to shoot. They learned all their general orders. You know, they know all this stuff, but they also are musicians. And they actually recruit at universities. I don't know if you had anybody actually actively come to recruit from your university. We did in high school. We had groups come and try to recruit uh, musicians. But we always had flyers around our college that were advertising like, hey, there's a trombone position open in the military. Come and join. Did you see that around your school? I did, but I have to say at the time, um, I I don't know if it was taken very seriously. Um, There were a lot of people who just kind of looked at them and was like, well, yeah, but I I don't have time to do that or – um, you know, I, I'm not interested. It really took to like my second year of college where one of the people in my studio, um, in the percussion studio, he was a member of the reserves and he would once a weekend have to go and serve and play. Um, 
And then weirdly enough, shortly around that time, um, one of my friends auditioned for the, uh, well, she transferred schools and then ended up, um, following her career path through that, that school. And they were a little bit more, um, serious about military careers and musical military careers. And as of today, she is the principal piccolo player for the United States Air Force Band. Ah, good for her. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and she's killer. She's totally killer. So shout-outs to Megan if somehow she ever hears this podcast. um, shout-out to Megan. Shout-out to Megan. (laughs) But, yeah, so it's – you know, we did see these recruitment tools, but – I think the reason, to be quite frank with you, I think the reason nobody really took it seriously or really started getting interested in it till my second year of college um, was because of 9-11. There was definitely uh, more uh, posters and things after that event, and more of my my classmates started getting interested in it that way. So the um, it's an interesting thing because uh, you have to audition first before you join the military. So typically the, the life of a military musician is you audition and then you make it and then you go to basic training and you got to make it through all your training and then you go to a music school. And I think, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the length of your music school uh, through the military is dependent on if you have a degree or not. So like how much experience you have on the outside. Uh, you have depends on how much schooling you have to do after basic training. So everybody goes through the same basic training uh, that's thirteen or 9 to 13 weeks long. Uh, so you got to go through all that, and then you get to play your, your instrument. So, you know, some people see auditions for, like, the opera, and they're going to go audition for the opera. Some people will see auditions for the military, and then there's, like, more steps you have to do that. So not only do you have to pass the audition, then you have to pass the physical, and you have to be in shape to like make it through all this stuff and then you get to play your instrument full time. <laughs> but wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So you have to you have to be ready just like any other member of the military yeah. to step into this role. Even if you're just going to sit and play a trumpet, you still have to do all these things. Oh, for sure. One of my favorite images of all time, so the army website has a uh, a portal you can go to and they change the pictures at least when I was in. And one of my favorite pictures that ever came across there was it was like a big band, an army big band, and they were playing in uh, Baghdad, I think. And they had all their body armor on and their helmets, and they were playing like music. So, like you do deploy, you do like some, you pull gate guard if they're looking for people. So you still are a a soldier or a marine or a sailor. Uh, you just have a specialty, you know, first, which would be the musician side of things. And my last little known fact: when I was looking at like conductors and stuff inside the military. Uh, there are like fewer like band leader conductor positions, specifically like the top conductor people. There are fewer of those than there are slots or positions for like army astronauts. So it's a pretty tight, tight group, a pretty small crew in the music world. But it takes a very particular type of person that wants to be in the military at the same time as playing their instrument. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so I was never in the band. Uh, I almost did audition for guitar uh, at the, the last year of my enlistment in the National Guard, but I did not want to continue my service anymore because it's it's a drag sometimes. Yeah, so it's a lot of well, it's time. Ruling, it's got to be a really intense grind, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and those yeah. people, the guard, the guard, and the reserves. 
Uh, you said your friend goes or in college went once a weekend. Uh, a lot of times those guys will have uh, additional performances outside of that weekend drill as well. So it becomes kind of like a part-time, like a real true part-time job where you have commitments outside of your scheduled quote-unquote uh, weekend. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, so that's the very specialized side of military music, but – Music plays such an important role in the everyday life of military people, um, especially if you're on active duty. You might not – they might not realize it or recognize it or say that it has such an important impact. But they they do recognize that there is music in their lives. So everything from the very first wake up – well, typically you're up before this, but they play Reveille. That means – that's the start of the day officially, but really what that means is the flag is being raised. So if you're out and about and that starts playing over the loudspeakers, you stop and you have to uh, face towards wherever the flag is, salute, and that's like it stops and starts your day right there. And then there's a uh, another bugle call. I think there's one in the middle of the day. I can't remember that one for lunch. And then there's another one at the end of the day for the lowering of the flag, which you have to stop again, uh, salute, unless you're inside a building. So if you're outside or you're in a car, you have to stop, pull over, stop walking, face towards where the flag is, and salute. And then at nighttime, they play taps. And you probably have heard taps in like the sad setting at funerals. It's bum, 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 bum. That's actually played every day on military institutions. Um, it's the the final call. So the tradition behind that is like uh, if you were out and about, you heard that, you knew it was time to like end the day for good. That was nighttime, sleep time. And so you played at funerals because that's like the ultimate final rest. So, um, so it's, so it's, it's almost like a big shock here, everybody. The military is pretty regimented and, <laughs> right. and there's certain, certain musical cues, certain audio cues to tell the, the folks in the military what they're doing when they're doing a thing. And I also think it's really fascinating that as soon as you hear the, the, the for the lowering and the, and the raising of the flag and all that, you just have to stop immediately what you're doing. Like yeah. Everything just stops. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. People know, you know, like you're right, it's very regimented. And even if you get to escape all of that for whatever reason, uh, when you march around or you're running, you run at cadences. And a fancy way for a cadence is a tempo. And so you run and walk at certain tempos. It's actually prescribed in a military manual. Like, I don't remember what the marching tempo is. I want to say it's 120 beats per minute. Uh, and so the running which tempo, sounds right. It sounds right. I mean, 120. Yeah. If you if you know if you're familiar with John Souza, even who wrote a lot of marches, if you ever just need to pull his tempo out of the air, start singing a John Souza march, and oh. you'll probably have it. And it's always 120. Yeah, which is two beats per second. <laughs> and the running cadence when you run double time, which is a funny word because uh, it's actually not double the time. It's 180 beats per minute. So that's the tempo you're supposed to run at. And so. When you have a large formation, uh, you have to keep all these jokers in step, and so you can do it by calling a cadence, which is just a call and response thing. So um, 
if you ever watch the movie Stripes, there are cadences in there. Um, there are like, you know, if you hear somebody saying left, 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 right, left, that's a cadence. It's not like a very fun one, but it's just keeping everybody in step. So it's kind of like a drummer or a metronome keeping everybody in step. And then if you get really good at it, you can sing songs while you're marching to help pass the time. So next, uh, so that's that's kind of how military music is used day to day. Um, so we have martial music. So martial music is military music. It is a specific genre of music intended for use in military settings performed by professional soldiers called field musicians, musicians who play music on a field. <laughs> so <laughs> This is easy enough, folks. <laughs> yeah, the military doesn't mess around with being smart. They just they keep it simple. Yeah, which is probably good. It with is. all the routine that's built in and just the seriousness of what the military is, it's probably best that way. <laughs> yeah, and simplicity uh, keeps people from thinking too much. <laughs> so <laughs> just follow the orders. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Unless they're unlawful, of course, right? Don't follow then, unlawful then, orders. Yeah. <laughs> be, be, be a legal person. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we talked about uh, where this music might be used. Uh, like again, martial music, M A R T I A L, martial music. We already talked about military events, which covers the reveille, lights out, lowering of the flag, and taps to call soldiers home, whether that's for the evening or, like, you know, for death. Um, the eternal home. The eternal resting, yes. Yeah. Uh, then we have movement. So when I talked about cadences, we've talked about cadences on this uh, this podcast before, but that was in the terms of harmony. Cadence is the ending of a song, but cadence also is like a steady tempo or a steady march. Um, but you could probably talk about cadences. I talked about singing cadences, so left, 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 right, left, but you could probably talk about cadences in the sense of drums, right? You were in marching band, so what is a cadence yeah. in, in marching band? So cadences are often used as movement tools in a marching band. Um, you'll often just see um, a drum line playing beats and rhythms. Um, where I used to teach, it was very uh, groove-oriented, uh, particularly uh, like if you're a swing band, marching band kind of thing, they're very groove-oriented. Um, this is a time when horns um, and maybe color guards uh, aren't, aren't really spinning or playing or anything like that. Um, and it's just the drums. So it's a, a way to, it's like a little piece of music. Maybe it's not super long. Maybe it's only 32 bars, you know, 32 measures, something like that. And it's used primarily during parades or anywhere where you're doing movement and drills like that, where the, the drum line uh, is just kind of creating the sound that everybody's moving to. Yeah. I love cadences. They're like my favorite <clears throat> They're my favorite thing ever. When I hear Friday Night Lights mm, and it's like cold outside and it's dark and the marching band comes around, it's just like my favorite thing in the it's, world. It, it definitely like invokes a feeling of energy. Yeah. 
You know, you, you hear it and you get energized. You hear these beats, you hear these rhythms, you hear the complexity of them. Sometimes you want to dance. Like if you're just a bystander in the dance, you're bystander in the stands, you're watching football, totally want to dance, right? You want to get down with them because it's, it's fun. Again, invoking movement. Yep. Marching cadences are, you know, if you watch a marching band go by or a military band, you should see everybody stepping at the same time on the same foot. You always lead from the left, right? You always step with the left foot first. Unless you're uh, the Madison Scouts, but that's a different story. <laughs> or the Cadets of Burton County. I think they're all, their right foot lead too, I think. Oh, that would drive Sorry. me nuts. Oh, so. it makes me crazy watching them when we when I watch DCI. But I, I guess I sh- I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. There, there are very few, 99.9% of performing groups who march do a left foot lead, which means your left foot hits on one and three. There's like two groups off the top of my head that I can think of that do a right foot lead. And frankly, it makes me crazy. <laughs> I don't like right foot lead. I think it's just because the left foot lead has been, you know, beat into our heads as young musicians. <laughs> Well, the left foot lead is what the military uses, so that so they're is, right. They are. Let's the, just go with them. They're right. They're the right ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, yep, marches and cadences. Oh, they're so much fun. So then, special events for military bands. Uh, music is used at very important events for military. If it's something like a change of command, which a change of command is basically when one person takes over command of a group of people for another from another person and the most uh visible the most visible one that you will ever see happens every 4 years and it's called the inauguration so right. um there's always music there there's always a military band of some sort playing music and it is uh the bigger the bigger the commander or the bigger the person in the military structure, the bigger the band and the longer the music probably. Uh, it's just how it works. They're they're used to show off and they're used to um, mark the importance of of something. And so the special right. events. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about when you were talking about change ceremonies and you were talking about the inauguration, the president has his own, his or her own um, – theme i don't know how i want to say their song like the president has hail to the chief do any um i don't know if you know the answer to this i'm just curious are are there i'm trying to think if there's another official or um position of office official position that has its own um piece of music Related to it, you know, I think the vice president does have one. I could look that up and maybe try and put it in the show notes. But mm. um, okay. and, and military musicians will will know, you know, <laughs> that they sure. Oh, they yeah. Wanna, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like yeah. they'll know those. Uh, I know that when I was doing some reading and stuff on this, is that depending, you they have fanfares, which is different than a piece. It's a fanfare is like ba ba ba. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. There's different numbers based on what rank you are, which is kind of cool. Um, so it's kind of like a motif, a motif, if you will. <laughs> so, no, fancy word. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but hail to the chief! You, you've probably heard it as bum 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 So that's the hail to the chief. If you were listening and you didn't know what that was, that's that's what you play when the president walks into an area. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the vice president, off the top of my head, has one, and I don't know if anybody else. 
has... It seems like the vice president should have one. Yeah. Every military branch has a theme song. So yeah, um, that is true. That yeah. So they'll probably they might play that if a, like the commanding officer of that branch uh, walks somewhere. Like the army is uh, roll along first to fight for the right and to build the nation's might, and the army goes rolling along. And you'll hear that during Veterans Day ensembles and stuff. Or anytime they honor veterans, they usually play a medley and they say something like, "When you hear your song, stand up." And they play all the different service branches music um like anchors away for the for the navy uh yeah i'm coming up a little short but anchors away just shipped to my head and i've totally been that musician who i've been playing in bands and they've asked the the community to stand when we've hit those particular pieces because it's it's also very near and dear to your heart if you're a veteran that that song or that piece of music um is probably pretty emotional for you you know it inside and out it means something to you yeah, another time. Another time, you'll hear marches of uh, that just popped in my head. Is when you graduate, you actually are hearing a march when you are walking in. Pomp and circumstance is a oh, march. Yeah. It's not a very fast march, but it is one nonetheless, which inspires movement and inspires confidence and esprit de corps or spirit in a school because you are graduating into the real world. Um, so, ah, that's a good that's a good one. So all of you who are seniors at OHVA, if you're not familiar with any of this, listen in June or May. I don't remember what day we graduate this year, but I think it's the beginning of June. <laughs> yeah, it's that super long song that you walk into. Ba ba da ba 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 ba. You know, it's just it's repetitive and easy to march to. Um, yeah. Let's see. Okay. So funerals is another special event that music is used in the military. Typically in the U.S. military, at least, you know, that's my experience and what we were looking at. Uh, taps is always played bum, 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 for any veteran. You might hear Amazing Grace. We played Amazing Grace um, when we lost three people, and it's usually done on the bagpipes, um, which is a very – you know the bagpipe sound. It's very nasally. Um, some other special events, like 4th of July, uh, Memorial Day. Which day is it? Is it 4th of July where the, the military bands does the Pops concert in D.C.? I think that's 4th of July. They advertise I think on it's PBS. 4th of July. I'm pretty confident, yeah. Yeah. So big stuff like that. It, it's a recruiting tool uh, also. So the, the military band functions – for a lot of reasons. In the early days, it was to uh, move people and to give commands. And then as it has grown, it is a recruitment and a goodwill tool. My friend is uh, a guitar player in the Navy band, and he travels all over the world. And a lot of his job is just to like build good relationships with people from other countries. So music, and he's in a pop band. So like if you can get people on your side in music, it's like that common language. It's a way to bring people together and to not see you necessarily as bad when the rest of the military, its whole purpose is uh, to be ready to close with and destroy the enemy. So like we have this whole hard side that's like kill, kill, kill. And then you have the fluffy, quote unquote, fluffy side of the band that's job is to like – 
build build goodwill and then go to schools and recruit people and look flashy in their uniforms like oh my gosh they're playing music and they look so cool in the uniforms you know like so it's all like mental stuff whether we like it's to it's very or not. juxtaposed <laughs> when you put it in that way yeah because they're just these two alternate ends and i like that you brought up the fact that you know you've got a friend who's who does kind of pop music with the military a lot of folks think that you know if you're a military musician you're just in an orchestra or you're in a concert band and you know, that's, that's all you do. When in fact there are several types of musical groups within each branch of the military, there's, there's jazz bands for each of them. There's choral groups for each of them. Um, there's pop groups, there's little small chamber ensembles, there's all kinds of stuff. So it's not just these large concert bands. Yeah. And I do want to go back for a second. If you join the military as a musician, it's a pretty good gig, all things considered, because you get a steady paycheck. After 20 years, you can retire and you get a pension. You get uh, TRICARE, which is essentially universal health care. You get uh, living allowances. You get a GI bill. Uh, so you get a lot of perks that if you can make it into the military band and make it as a career – you know, you could be done if you join if you join right out of high school at 18 years old, you could be retired by 38 years old and then go do whatever you want, right? So, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good gig if you can if you can stand the military lifestyle and uh you get into something that you really enjoy. So, yeah. It's it can be a a cool gig. Oh, for you know. Sure. And it's a way to you're you're taking care of your you know, your normal adult needs while still doing the thing you love. Like it's a great, it's a great combo of the two things. You can still be cool and be an artist and a musician, but you can still pay your bills. That's (laughs) That's a beautiful thing, you know? (laughs) That's right. Uh, And the last thing that military is used, military music used for is rallying troops. So this could be um, the people who actually make the music and play the music, or it could be using music by the troops. As in, like, the troops are using music to pump themselves up. There's always that debate that music causes people to do really bad things, right? And, like, the, the devil's in the lyrics, so it makes people to do bad things. And some of that's kind of confusing because when you look at, like, YouTube videos of, like, bombs exploding, they'll play, like, certain types of music. You know what I mean? Like, Let the Bodies mm-hmm. Hit the Floor is a perfect example of that. Right. Uh, yeah. But what that is doing is it is taking an emotion and a feeling that you are already feeling inside and then amplifying it that everybody can rally around. And that is the same for whether that's a heavy metal band or a John Philip Sousa march. You know, it takes all that energy and focuses it somewhere. And all those emotions you have are focused now on that music, which is amplifying it. And uh, so it's not making you do anything. It's just focusing your energy and like recycling it and then amplifying it more. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You like military music, right? I mean, in the sense of like marches and stuff, right? I do. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, for me as somebody who didn't serve, I don't think I have the same emotional attachment as a lot of my friends who have served. Um, because for me, um, although they're important works, I'm looking at them as through, through the eyes of musician only. I'm not looking at them as service. Um, but I've been in enough groups and enough musical groups, uh, particularly in concert bands and stuff like that. That's kind of my thing. I love that stuff. Um, 
where I've played these a lot and they're really kind of fun to play. You know, they're, they're, they're very energetic. Like you said, you know, they're, they're rallying and you do still feel that sense of, um, this is an important work. This is an important piece of music. And I particularly like playing them in the setting where when I'm look, you know, we're in a concert band setting and they ask veterans to stand up. It, it, it makes, um, me feel like I can pay them back a little for their service, which is impossible. But, you know, just, I feel like I'm at the very least giving them a pat on the back, like a thank you by turning my gift in, in service of them. So I, I look at it through that way. I enjoy it as well. Obviously it's yeah. uh, important to me, but I just like marches. I think it just moves you somewhere and it's mm-hmm. exciting and uh, there's one that uses cannons. I mean, how could you not get excited about a song that uses <laughs> always, legitimate cannons? I have begged conductors every time I'm in a group and they want to play that. And I'm like, can I have a cannon, please? <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. like, no, you can't have a cannon. And then I'm always, but why not? <laughs> it literally <laughs> yeah. calls for it. it, yeah. it in, in the percussion sheet, if you're looking at the per- it, cannon, says the word cannon, means yeah. it. Yeah. That's not the musical form we're talking about. We're talking about a legitimate canon. You notice so. how often music uses the same words? We're not very creative with our words, if you we're think not. about it. We're not. Because we just use the same ones and mean it for different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do this a lot. I, I think about this sometimes, especially now when we're studying like classical and we're seeing some of the words come up again. Yeah. So. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so let's talk about some music outside. So military music uh, and this where it came from is a lot more prevalent in our world than, like I said, we probably recognize or even just like stop and think about. And a few examples is a lot of um, – there is a lot of church songs, especially at the turn of the century, that you use marches to inspire people. Uh, the Salvation Army is a – Christian group that is based on a military structure, and their music is literally a march-style brass band with percussion. It is modeled after a military band. So if you go to a Salvation Army church, you will know exactly what we're talking about. Um, They're parade bands, but more or less, those are marching bands. And so talk to us a little bit about Drum and Bugle Corps. I loved – I didn't love it as much as some of my friends did, um, but we did – enjoy some DCI. So tell us what that is. So DCI is Drum Corps International. And this is not a military, uh, like it has nothing to do with the military. However, its histories are based in military roots. Um, These are marching bands who are very structured, who um, use brass and percussion um, while they perform. Um, You'll see color guards with them, which does have some background in military, right? Because we've seen, you know, the colors being shown. Like if you're ever at a football game or something, um, you know, the colors will come down the field first, you know, the American flag and different things like that. Um, so drum, drum and bugle corps is a, or DCI is a competitive circuit where um, people go audition for these groups and it's basically competitive marching band. And so usually the age range is from 16 to 22. Um, these are, they're younger people. There are senior course, but DCI, um, their main line is, is around that age. So it's a lot of college kids and they tour all summer and they compete against one another, one another to, uh, win the title at the end of the summer. So it's kind of, um, you know, it's kind of like any other sport, you know, football, you get to the Super Bowl, baseball, you get to the World Series. 
DCI has world finals, world championships. It's usually right before school starts. It's around August 9th, almost always, um, which I always remember because August 9th is my birthday and DCI finals are always somewhere around my birthday. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's a very high level of performing. They demand excellence. Um, it's really, really intense really intense, just like the military. <laughs> so it's, it's cool. Yeah. So we'll try and find some, like I said, nineties Cavaliers, like uh precision marching. And what you see when you watch a, a drum corps, any level is uh, like Mr. Chuck said, the precision and military movement through music is all about precision and doing everything at the same time. So if you say, if you give the drum command is uh, a left face, everybody does it just like that at the same time. And so when you watch these cores march, you're going to see uh, amazing movements, right? Mm, gosh. And that's the thing, too. Like, yes, we're, we're talking about music here, right? We're talking about a high level of musician musicianship. And we're talking about being able to play well and them all playing together. But there is a physical and visual component to these marching bands where all of their movements are expected and required to be in sync down to even the angle of how the foot hits the ground when they take their step. I mean, this is how precise these marching bands are, which again is very similar to the military because they are expected to do the same things. Yeah. And I would say, uh, that type of movement is about intimidation, <laughs> which is oh, completely. if you watch like uh, the people we always show off for the army, such as uh, the 3rd Infantry, which is the guards of the unknown soldier and what they do, um, it's all about precision. If you watch like a North Korean march, is as crazy as those guys are, um, their marching is like perfect. And it creates this visual effect, which it just shows um, discipline, might, and strength. And that is what is being shown off here. And to a lesser degree, we talk about far, um, marching bands at the high school and college level. So if you ever went to a uh, traditional high school, you probably have a marching band and they have a fight song. You know, you, every school has a fight song for the most part. Um, and Philly will shine tonight was mine. Yeah, just see, there you go. Literally in the Shout title. Shout out to New Philly High School. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Literally in the title, Fight Song, and it's to rally your people around one song to defeat the enemy, which in this case is a rival school. Uh, and then any stand tunes, which are the, the songs you play in between the plays at a football game, for example, uh, eat them up. bum, 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 bum. Eat them up, eat them up, chew, chew, spit. Right? So, this is like you do these things to pump up the crowd and to like rally your team to crush the other team. Yeah. And you know, with stand tunes, I've noticed that there's kind of pop references now in a lot of stand tunes. A lot of marching bands will play pop songs, but I still always think of the Hey song as being the ultimate stand tune. Na, 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 na. Hey. Hey. Yep. Yeah, that one I always see. That one, no matter, I've worked for several marching bands, um, just even as either working there or just consulting, but almost every single one uses the Hey song as a, as a stand chair. Oh, for sure. Almost everyone. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to actually think of a school that I've worked with that doesn't use the Hey song and I am coming up empty. Exactly. Cause it's, 
it's intimidating. And you can do the same song as the other team, and it still is like if it inspires your fans or your followers in this case to rally around and crush the opponent, then it is successful. Even if it's the same exact song. (laughs) Destroy. Uh, so instruments, I'm just going to go over instruments real quick. It's it's super simple in the military world. If your instrument can be heard over the crowd and over battle, it, it makes it in. If it cannot, it doesn't. So that's why like DCI, for example, is all brass. There are – is there any – no, because it's drum and bugle corps, right? So there's literally no drum and bugle corps that have woodwinds. Military bands will add in like uh, – They'll, they'll have everything because it's 2019, but traditionally it would be a trumpet, which gives calls. You could hear across the crowd drums to give movement, and then piccolos because they're super high peer, piercing, just like bagpipes. Bagpipes are on here also. They just they cut through everything. It could be like the loudest room in the whole world, and if you hear a piccolo or a bagpipe play, you're going to know that something is happening. I could just, it just does that. Yeah. Yeah. All these instruments um, are very noticeable. They're almost abrasive, I would say. And, and so much of that is just so that you can hear them from long distances. I mean, that's, if you boil it all down, that's, that's, it's that simple for a lot of early military instrumental stuff. They just needed to be able to hear stuff across the fields. Yeah. So like bagpipes and piccolos are good for like close range stuff. They might not carry that far. Whereas a trumpet or a bugle carries very far, and percussion instruments uh, are very distinct, like it's very short and separated, which is why they all work in that way. Right. So absolutely. All right. Anything else to talk about for the military? No, but I will say this: Thank you for your service, Mister England. Oh, and everybody thanks. should. You are you. You deserve it, dude. And everybody this weekend, hey, man, just tell a veteran thanks. And tell them you learned a little bit about some music. You'd be surprised how much they would appreciate that. Yeah, because it's like one of those weird things people don't talk about because, you know. Yeah. Well, let's close it out. So you can listen to and subscribe to this podcast basically anywhere. And I just got an email that our podcast is now available on Apple Music and Spotify, which it has been. But in case it was not, it's there now officially. Uh, We're on Apple Music? We are. So Apple Podcast. Wow, we hit it big time. Yeah, so <laughs> that's right. Search for <laughs> us. You can always find us on Twitter at OHVA Music, uh, all one word. And then uh, I am on Twitter, Mr. England. Jeremy England is on Twitter at Jeremy P. England, and you can find me there. And our website is anchor.fm forward slash OHVA Music. And with that, we will bid you adieu. Adios.